Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We left you in 2021 in mystery. When will we be back? Well, it is 2022, the third month of the year. And guess what we decided? We decided to come back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season two of the Talking to Yourself podcast. I am your host, Chris Chase, and it is, ooh, it is so good to be back. It is so good to be back podcasting and giving you what you are looking for, another podcast somebody thinking that they have all the answers about everything because isn't that ultimately what we want with all of our podcasts just something like that something where somebody just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks i apologize i'm talking too much welcome back ladies and gentlemen it is really 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 great to be here with you like i said my name is chris chase i am recording this on March 6, 2022, the day of my birth. Today is actually my birthday. And it only made sense that if I was going to come back, I should come back on my birthday. You know, crazy weekend, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of things happening in our world. And it seems like no better time than right now to kick back off season two of this podcast. So excited um, to be able to do that and just so thankful for the reception um, from season one. We had some really great interviews. We'll talk a little bit about about the guests of season one on a later episode, but just so appreciative, appreciative, appreciated, you know, I appreciate uh, those of you who, you know, sent uh, kind words or encouragement about who we had on the show, what the show meant, um, and people that you'd want to see on the show in the future. Uh, it was a, a labor of love, and it was an endeavor that I was really excited to to try out. You know, shout outs to producer Ken, uh, Kenya and to um, audio producer Ian, the Walters kids. Thank you so much, guys, for, 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 for hanging with the homie, with the old man, Chase, and to be able to just kind of do some really, really, really cool things. And so with that, season two comes with some programming notes. First programming note is the actual show. I One of the reasons why I took so long to come back with season two was I wasn't sure if I really loved the format. Now, don't get me wrong. I love interviewing people. I love asking a question, sitting back, and letting somebody cook. And every so often saying, mm-hmm, 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 which is like a nervous tick of mine to let them know that I'm paying attention to them. But I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy, yeah, sitting over Zoom or sitting over coffee and asking people questions and letting them just kind of just share who they are, share their thoughts, and let them just you know school the world on on their smarts. That being said, it's really hard to lock down multiple guests and then to record with multiple guests and then to have them have the episodes be able to come out at it on a timely fashion. So there are some episodes that are still sitting in archives that are late, and that's no one's fault but my own because by the time they came out. The, to- the topic was, was over or the, the theme was over or they had moved on to other things and so kind of delayed stuff. And so because of that, it made me really think about what I want the show to, to be. 
And so the show is going to change a little bit. I still love the talking to yourself element, but I don't know if that's going to be the entire show. That might be one sort of segment of a show. That might be one episode of nine episodes of a show. I'm not really sure. I know that I'm actually thinking about changing the name of the show in its entirety, and I have a really cool art concept, but I'm not an artist. I don't have graphic design chops. You know, I, I'm barely surviving on Canva and on you know, Adobe Spark as it is, just with my limited, limited uh, giftings in, that, in, those, in those arenas. And, and I'm not a good Photoshopper. I'm not a good photographer, all sort of things. But I have this art concept in my, in my head. And I also don't have the money to be able to get somebody to produce it for me. So if you are a freelancer and you just love helping out the homies, link, send a link to the mandem. But in the meantime, I, I'm thinking about a different way of doing the show. I'm thinking about I'm bringing on friends for some regular correspondence about stuff to be able to talk about popular culture. I love pop culture so much. I love music and movies and television and books and things are happening in modern day society. I love that sort of stuff. I also love talking about politics, even if I don't know a lot. I mean, essentially, I guess I'd be a Facebook post, but I love talking about politics with other people. I love talking about race things with other people. I love having conversations about religion and culture. I love all those sort of things. And so to be able to do all of that stuff in a podcast form that allows every part of me to kind of be seen, I would love to be able to do that. So I'm, so this season two is very much like throwing spaghetti to a wall to see what sticks, throwing stuff to the wall in areas of creativity and seeing like what the people want, what the people would actually like to see happen, or I guess what the people would like to hear happen. And you get to be a part of kind of shaping out what the show looks like. And so when episodes come out, you can message us. You can email us and say, like, hey, listen, we really like this or we really like that. Or you know what? Stick to what you know and just do that and don't do any of this other creative stuff. Whatever it is, let us know because we want to be able to do that sort of stuff for you, the people, while at the same time getting out these dreams, getting out this idea of creativity. And so sometimes it just might be me talking. Sometimes it might just be me telling stories of my childhood or stories of, of me at my present day at this age and stage of my life with my wife and my kids, with my work, with whatever it is. Not necessarily to put myself over or to promote, you know, this week, if you like me, I'm going to be here, blah, 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 blah. Not like that sort of thing, but just kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in my life and how that kind of shapes how I view popular culture, how I view religion, how I view all those sort of stuff. I'm really not sure. But in, in the meantime you get to be a part of that journey. So if season one was one-on-one interviews, season two is the marathon. And every so often we get to stop and grab a cup of water to sip while I'm, while I'm running. And you get to be a part of passing out those cups. That sounds so scandalous. I, I promise you that it's not. Second programming note is sort of an answer to a question that I get asked all the time. And by all the time, I mean like once a week. When is the House of Common show coming back? Now, if you don't know, if you're listening to this, if you just kind of found this podcast by happenstance, somebody recommended it to you, or you were just searching for something and my name came up and you saw the picture and you're like, oh, this person looks like somebody trustworthy, I'm going to listen to their podcast. You might not know 
that I am also part of a collective of gentlemen, a collective of group of friends of mine, 10 of us, along with one silent financier, shouts to the, to the financier, uh, called the House of Commons Show. Our show started around April of 2020, and we did a full season, and then we did a second season that was a mix of a podcast and a live YouTube show on, I believe it was Tuesday nights. And then we ended season two, we did like 30 or 40, felt like 30 or 40 weeks in a row. It was crazy. And then we decided to go on hiatus because it was summertime. We were going to go on holidays and we just haven't got a chance to get back into the show yet. Now, a little bit of the background of the House of Commons show. My, my friends and I, we did about, well, I should back up a little bit more, back up a little more. We had a group chat, which we still have going on to this day. And in our group chat, we had conversations about, you know, sports, religion, family, work, race, all the sort of stuff. We we would describe it as, you know, righteous to ratchet. And you never knew what side of the coin you'd be on when you started texting one another. And one day, one of our buddies was like, we should do this as a podcast. We should put our conversations about what it's like to be black and in ministry, black and in leadership. We should put that conversation out there in a podcast form. People would really be encouraged or entertained by our group chat. And just as we were starting to get the podcast rolling, the greatest civil rights movement since the 1960s started right in our backyard. If you remember back to 2020, it's crazy that that's almost now, like by time, it's almost two years ago. Um, Ahmaud Arbery dies in March. Um, we learn about it in May. Breonna Taylor and George Floyd at the back end of May. We These three distinct individuals, they're, they're all murdered. Two of them uh, murdered at the hands of police. And we decided to start talking about these things. Well, the show changed overnight and we became these sort of like these, these gateway uh, leaders when it came to understanding race and culture, especially among Christians, which was not what we were intending, but that's just simply what happened. And that sort of changed the trajectory of what the show was going to be. And that kind of changed what we wanted season two to be and changed what people were expecting from the show. And we had, you know, different pull in different directions in terms of that. Along with that, when we were doing season one, we were in the midst of a pandemic. If you remember that, like we were like we were everybody was scared in their homes. Nobody was going out. People were, you know, wearing plastic gloves and then winter gloves on top of their hand on their hands when they were going grocery shopping. People were afraid to do anything. And we were all in our houses. And so it was so much easier to plan when we were going to do recordings. Fast fast forward almost two years now. It's so much harder to do that because we're back into the routine of working and going out of our houses and coming back. And some of us have had babies since the show started and things like that. And it's harder to kind of get everybody, 10 people to kind of dedicate three and a half hours of recording and editing time all together. That being said, my hope is that we're able to kind of line up something where if we're done, we're able to do sort of like a telethon sort of episode. And if we're not done, that this would end up being that the show would end up coming back in a brand new format in a brand new way that entertains us, us, the, the house of common guys, and also invites you to be entertained as well. Cause ultimately we want to make our, each other laugh. That's the real fun part about it. We want to make each other upset and frustrated, like just no different than how siblings would do. You want to bring out the best of one another. So my hope is that we're able to figure something out that allows us to actually do that in a way that is really, really, really fun. 
But in the meantime, this show is sort of like my way of being able to be creative. And then at some points have different members of the House of Commons show on to be able to talk about various things that are going on in their lives. Maybe the talking to yourself ends up just being me interviewing each guy from the House of Commons show. Who knows? That's an easy nine episodes right away. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So those are the two programming notes. One, this show is going to look and feel a little bit different. Like for one, um, we're going to have sound effects. Yeah. Every so often, you know, like producer Chris or producer Kenya or producer Ian, we're going to have some sound effects in the background. That didn't, that wasn't something that happened before. It might be something that happens every now and again, and we're going to edit and we'll figure out how we do the audio stuff. Sometimes you can't do the audio stuff well, and it comes out badly. And it's mainly because of me, not because of the producers. Like that one might've been a little too loud. And then the second program, uh, program we know is the House of Commons show. I love those guys. Those are my brothers. And my hope is that we get to get back together in some way, shape, or form and do the show for you, the listener, because you know we got to give the people what they want. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, and then we're going to jump back in with some other conversation parts. And we're back. Back, 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 back. Season two, we're back. So it was around Christmas time that I decided on a whim to not use social media anymore. I should kind of explain why. So on Christmas Day, we wake up as everyone else does, and you know, we do gifts and we do breakfast and we're, you know, the kids are playing, you know, the, the new stuff that they get. And we have been planning for the month of December to you do a little bit of Christmas morning in our home here in Ontario and then drive to my parents' house uh, further east in Montreal to celebrate Christmas with them, with uh, my sister and my aunt who had just recently lost her husband. She just recently was widowed. We wanted to kind of spend time with, with, with them. And so it's going to be a busy day. You know, we go from opening gifts to suddenly packing a car and then suddenly we're driving and, you know, spending four and a half hours, five hours in a car together, you know, arguing over what music is going to be played and how fast we're going, how slow we're going. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That sort of stuff. But I remember in the morning waking up and like many of you, you know, before you say your prayers, before you eat your vitamins, you grab your phone, you look to see what everybody else is doing on Facebook and on Instagram. And I remember Christmas Day in particular, you know, everybody has their family pictures and they have their, everyone's in the same matching pajamas and they've all ordered them from the Gap or Old Navy or Urban Outfitter or some other special, you know, pajama company and they're, everyone's looking their best and Merry Christmas from, you know, fill in the blank, Merry Christmas from fill in the blank, that sort of thing. Bible verse, picture of a family standing by a brook because they took the picture in Florida the six months before, whatever, 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 what have you. I remember looking at these pictures and I remember thinking to myself, well, we should probably take one of these pictures, right? Like, you know, we're, 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 we're a family of influencers. We, people, people seem to like us. People, people follow us. People like what we do. We should probably put put our pictures up online too, right? Oh, that, well, that means we have to get matching pajamas. We didn't buy matching pajamas this year. So, so it's not going to work if you don't have matching pajamas. Maybe we should, you know, stand by the tree. Well, you know, the lighting in our house is in that great. So that's not going to work. And we're not really photogenically ready. And so maybe we'll just do what we get my parents' house. We could have this big sort of family picture thing. And I remember getting all, you know, anxious about this idea of like showing off. And I was like, well, maybe we'll just do it later. I remember getting in the car, driving my parents' house, and we 
get there, we get changed because we've been in the car for a long time. We have this, you know, this feast of food. And so we're, we're about the culture. So we have, you know, we have oxtail, we got fish, we got, you know, roast beef, roast pork, we got macaroni pie, man. We're doing a big, like we're gaining weight on Christmas. It's, it's, it, it's out there. It's, 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 it's fantastic. And as we're eating, my dad notices that we, we have brought, you know, board games. And my dad's not a board game guy. It's just never been his thing. But my dad noticed that we had packed dominoes. Now, for anybody who's bought the culture, they know that dominoes in a West Indian household, an African household, is a big deal. Dominoes ain't no Monopoly. You know, it's not, you know, Connect Four. It's not the game of life. Dominoes is a real thing. People lose their lives playing dominoes. It's real. And my dad was like, yo, we're playing dominoes right now. Like, I, I didn't even recognize him for a couple of seconds. I'm like, who is this man? And what did he do with my father? He wants to play dominoes. And he, my dad, he by himself clears the, the dining room table. He pushes everything off. Glasses are breaking and dishes are breaking. And he clears the table so that we're able to play dominoes together. And he teaches my son his grandson had to play dominoes and he teaches my daughter how to play and then he teaches my and we we kind of we sit around this table there's four of us and we're we're playing dominoes together and it's the most fun i've had in a very long time i've you know watching my father laugh watching him you know make fun of us as we were losing to him multiple times over and over and over again as he was tripping us again i've never seen the side of my father before it's hilarious and we're watching this happen in real time and i remember you know, I took a break and somebody else took my, took, you know, my hand, meaning the cards that I was playing, not actually take my hand to hold it. And I remember like going in and taking a picture of this moment because naturally what you want to do is you want to share this moment because that's what we do. We, something happens in our lives and we feel like we have to share this with the world. And I remember just simply, simply thinking to myself, I don't want to share this with anybody. I want this memory for myself. I want this to be my memory. I want this to be my moment for me. This is my Christmas gift right now. And I remember taking this picture, taking my phone, putting it on the kitchen counter and going right back and just sitting with my family and just laughing and catching up and carrying on, carrying on bad as my, as my dad would say, and having a great time. The next day is December 26th. It's Boxing Day. I think my daughter and I went to the mall for a couple of minutes. My mom came with us and we went and hung out a little bit. And then we did the same thing the next day. We had dessert. We had ice cream. We had food, all sorts of stuff like that. And again, we're having these great family moments. And I was like, I don't want to share this with anyone. I just want this to be my family and I, these memories. I want to remember what this looks like, what this feels like, what the room smelled like, what what the, the chair felt like under my under my legs, what the table felt like under my arms. I want to remember all these things. I don't want to spend time thinking about a caption. I want to spend time capturing the moment. You see that I'm I'm a communicator by nature. Look look how I just kind of you know just added those words for emphasis, right? And I remember my my phone died. And I decided to not charge my phone until we decided to go home, back to Toronto. So there's text messages. There's all these, you know, the, the Christmas texts from numbers that you don't have saved in your phone. And you're like, oh, thanks. Merry Christmas to you too, bro. Merry Christmas to you too, friend. You never, you never give it a gender. You gender neutral word. So Merry Christmas, friend. Because then like friend is very calm. It's Christmassy, that sort of stuff. It's fantastic. You know, there's... Instagram posts there or Instagram messages. And I remember going like, I don't want to answer these messages right now. Most of them are memes anyhow. I don't feel like answering them right now. And I just remember driving back to, to, my, to Toronto and driving back to Ontario and 
not having to care about what was going on in the world besides what was going on in our car, what was going on in our own lives. And then, you know, a week turned to two weeks, two weeks turned to three weeks, and three weeks turned to outside of today, when I posted for the first time on Instagram to, to say, you know, I have a traditional thing with my birthday. I always post my my age in bacon, you know, on top of breakfast. I, I've just done it for like, I think since I've been, it was 34, 35. And so I broke sort of like that that fast, if you will, posted today. But a long time ago, I turned off all of my notifications. So if you've been sending me messages on Instagram, I apologize. I haven't got them. Or maybe I did, and I was kind of like, I'll answer it later. If it's really important, they'll send me an email. If it's really, really important, they'll text me. If it's really, really, really important, they'll somehow give me a phone call and leave a phone message, even though I know millennials hate the phone and hate phone messages. They'll do that if it's really, really, really important. And I decided, like, I'm just, I'm just going to step away for a little bit. And I tell you, here's, here's been the benefit. I have a lot more free time. When I'm not watching other people live their lives on screens, live out their best lives, I have a lot more free time to actually live a better life in front of me. When I'm not spending time scrolling through the best of someone's highlight reel, I actually get to create a actual real highlight reel right in front of me. And it's so much fun. Here's the fun part. The fun part is I get to go on a date with my wife when you know, the stars align and the money's right and all that sort of stuff like that. And just be on a date and not feel like I have to go on a date and wear a certain thing to take a picture so that everyone knows I'm on a date. When I go out for a one-on-one hangout with my daughter or my son, I can just be there with them and not feel like I have to tell everybody that I'm out there with them. It's so much fun to simply be in the moment. And here's the, the, the funnest part about not being on social media right now. Everyone thinks something's wrong with my life. So here's the weird thing. So I, I, you know, I take a couple of weeks off social media. This is like early January and I start getting text messages from people. Hey man, just, uh, knows they, he knows that you haven't been on Twitter lately. And so I just wanted to make sure that, uh, you're doing okay. And Hey, praying for you, bro. Hey, uh, I haven't seen you on Instagram lately sharing memes or talking about how cool you are to nobody in particular. I just want to let you know that, you know, God's bigger and whatever you're going through, I've got you. Now, I got to say this. Those messages are so kind and so loving and they come from a great place, but they also communicate something completely weird about our society now. Our currency in terms of how we're doing is directly connected to our social media use, depending on how much we use it. So, if we are somebody who shares on social media a lot, if we don't announce that we're stepping away, the automatic, the automatic response is, well, something's got to be wrong. And the reality is, I've actually been pretty good. Lives have been pretty copacetic. Some really cool things are happening in our lives. Our daughter's getting ready to turn 13 in a couple of weeks. We have a teenager in the house. You know what I'm saying? Getting back in the gym, cutting some weight. Cutting the, I was talking about that Christmas weight, the oxtail and the miracle pie, cutting that down, cutting that all off and getting back into a into a, a, a skinny buff sort of body formation, which is kind of cool. Like things have been really cool. But because I wasn't posting, people thought that my life was actually in the pits, which is hilarious because what this tells me is that if I had been posting a whole bunch of stuff regularly, lying through my teeth, people would have thought I was fine. 
Just think about that. Stop and think about that for a second. The void of using social media would have given the thought that I was doing poorly, but the more I would have posted on social media would have given would have given people the illusion that I was fine, even if I wasn't. So if I had posted pictures of me and Becca going out for a walk, people would be like, oh, they're doing really great. Even if in reality, Becca would have hated my guts. Now, as far as I know, on this day, March 6, 1981, my wife loves me. Now that could change tomorrow, but as I know of today, we're buddies. I can be posting pictures of us as a family, posters, pictures of different things are, you know, my, me and my daughter, me and my, all this sort of stuff. And it might not even really mean anything, but to the untrained eye, to the naked eye, to the person scrolling and just pressing like without even really paying attention, it would seem like everything was fine, even if everything wasn't. And what I've enjoyed about not being on social media, at least for now, is I enjoy living in mystery. I enjoy not knowing how people are doing simply based on a picture. I enjoy when I see somebody literally asking them, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Because I actually don't know. Like how it was in like the 80s and in the 90s and before that, when you actually weren't able to connect with somebody unless you were with them or called them or something, to be actually able to find out that somebody has been posting or has been thinking something ignorant about our world and not just making a judgment call because they post things that are ignorant every single day. It's fun to live in the mystery. Now, I recognize that we all have needs for people to notice us. We all have needs for attention of different things. We all have in us a thought that we might be influencing somebody by the way we post things. Whatever. You do you. You do you. You post whatever you want. Go for it, famo. I I, I respect it. I honor it. It's all good. But in the meantime, if you don't see me, yo, come through, come see me. You feel me? If you have my number, you know how to reach me. And if you don't have my number, there might be a reason for that. And the reason is mainly because we, we've never gotten to that point of our friendship, of our, you know, of our relationship where, where we've exchanged numbers or your number might not be saved. I don't know. But the point I'm trying to make is it's every so often it's okay to step aside and live your life for the people around you and not for the people who hound you. Ooh, ooh, I might, that, that, ooh that sounds nice. I like that. Ooh, that sounded poetic. I'm a fan of that. Ooh, I tell you, fantastic. So that's why I haven't been on social media. Not because I hate people, not because I'm going through a rough time, but just because right now I really don't need it. Now that might change with the podcast coming back and I might want people to listen to the podcast. And so I might use social media to kind of promote the pod. But in terms of people kind of finding out about me, this is a great avenue. You might be able to learn things about me that you might not necessarily learn from a post. You might be able to hear from my tone that I'm frustrated or dealing with anxiety or that I'm really excited or really scared or different things like that. But for now, if you don't see me on Twitter, if you don't see me on Instagram, it's probably because I'm out here living my best life or I miss, you know, sitting watching something, watching Superstore once again on Netflix. Taking a little bit of a break. We'll be right back. And we are back. I probably need to stop saying, and we are back. I'm not used to taking breaks in a podcast, but I probably need to. But again, like I've said, I'm just trying all this stuff out, trying to figure it out. So with this weekend being my birthday, I really only had one desire my birthday weekend. 
one desire. It wasn't for a gift. It wasn't to buy anything. It wasn't necessarily to do anything special or in particular. The one thing I wanted to do was go and see the Batman. Now, I am a fan of movies. I am a fan of cinema. And I am a fan of the Batman. I have seen every single Batman movie that has ever been made, the, with the exception of the Justice League, because to me, the Justice League is not really a Batman movie. It is a a a high budget, below budget Avengers movie, Avengers movie that didn't work. And I tried watching the the Snyder cut, the the four hour one, and I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't pull it off. I tried. I sat there, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. And so I turned it off. But every other Batman movie I've seen. So I was eight years old when Batman came out. Batman with Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, and Kim Basinger. I was I was in my mid twenties, I believe, when Batman Begins came out. Christian Bale, Liam Neeson's Liam Neeson's is my shit. If you know anything from Key and Peele, that sort of thing. And I was just shy of forty one when I went to go see the Batman on Friday, March the fourth. Now, if you know anything about the movie The Batman, it was supposed to come out in two thousand and twenty one, but due to COVID delays, COVID protocols, they got moved to March the 4th. And my only prayer, my only prayer during the back end of the pandemic was that theaters would be open for the Batman. Now, I know what you're thinking, Chris, why weren't you praying for world peace? Chris, why weren't you pay, praying for churches to be able to gather? Chris, well, I, I didn't pray for those things because I knew that other people would be praying for them and God would understand if I prayed selfishly for the Batman. And God, being good in the midst of my selfishness, still responded by saying yes and amen to the Batman. And so on Friday, Rebecca and I went out for breakfast together. We sat down. We talked about the kids, talked about our, 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 our marriage, talked about just our lives, talked about just whatever was in our heads at the time. Um, we you know, made fun of, of just different things. It was a great time. And then after breakfast, we drove to the cinema. We went and we saw the Batman. Now, we went to go see it uh, in a theater in Whitby, Ontario. For those who are familiar with the with the, with this province of Ontario, Whitby, Ontario, those of you who know Whitby, Ontario, you know which theater I'm talking about. And we went to the first theater, and the sound was broken, and I almost lost it because I was like, you're not ruining the Batman for me. I'm seeing the Batman today. This is the only window by which I can see the Batman. And they were able to get us into a bigger theater, a better theater, an, an IMAX-ish type theater. And we went, and we watched the Batman. And let me, oof, I got to drop bombs on y'all. I got to drop bombs on y'all. I got to drop bombs on y'all. Let me tell you something. The Batman was incredible. It was incredible. Now, if, if you enjoy, if you enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman, then shame on you. Shame on you. I don't understand what's wrong with you. It's just not my thing. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not a fan of it. Even though he was a really good Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne essentially is Ben Affleck, right? He's just kind of, that's just who he is. But let me tell you something. Robert Pattinson's though, Robert Pattinson's though, he was amazing. So this is, this is no spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm hoping that next week I can have a mini pod with a couple of the House of Common guys who have seen the Batman so we can hang out and talk about the Batman. So I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but let me just tell you this between Robert Pattinson, 
uh, Zoe Kravitz, who played um, Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman. Um, John Turturro, who played Carmine Falcone, who else is in there? Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who plays, um, oh my goodness, the, the, the lieutenant. The lieutenant, I just first his name escapes me. I should have written this down. J- lieutenant Jim Gordon. Um, you have Colin Farrell, who plays, plays the Penguin. You have Paul Dano, who plays the Riddler. It was they were fantastic in their in their roles and the movie just moves like 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 if you enjoy movies like Zodiac, if you enjoy movies like Seven, what's in the box? What's in the box? That the the sort of mystery sort of detective stuff and not just kind of punch punch kick kick punch punch kick kick, bro, homies, ladies, gentlemen, the movie was phenomenal and I will tell you. Robert Pattinson is probably in my top three Batmans on one go round. Cause I compare it this way. I'm comparing it to everyone's first introduction as Batman. So I'm not comparing it to dark Knight, Christian Bale. I'm not comparing it to, um, you know, Batman returns. Michael Keaton. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to the first time anybody is Batman. So that means, you know, Michael Keaton, Batman, 1989. That means Val Kilmer, Batman Forever. That means George Clooney, Batman Robin. That means Batman Begins, Christian Bale. That means Batman and Superman, Batman versus Superman, Ben Affleck. I tell you, Robert Pattinson might be the best Batman who starts as Batman of all the Batman. I might, he might be the, he might be the Batman, no pun intended. Give me the applause because that was amazing. He just might be. And if I'm ranking the movies, here's my here's my Batman movie ranking right now. My Batman movie ranking is right now The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is the PS de Resistance, is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Come at me, bro, with that. No man, it was Endgame. No man, it was Infinity War. No man, it was No Way Home. Even though No Way Home was wicked. You feel me? Even though it was. The Dark Knight is like the the great the, the Dark Knight kind of changed the trajectory of how superhero movies worked. All of the bad Superman movies were because of the Dark Knight because they tried to match dark for dark, and Superman's not that way. He, he Superman doesn't run in the streets, you know what I mean? Like he just doesn't do that sort of thing. Dark Knight, and then for me, it's the Batman. The Batman is my number two. The Batman is my number two. And then after the Batman, which is my number two, is likely either Batman 1989 or Batman Returns with Catwoman and the Penguin, oddly enough. But I tell you, it was a fantastic, it was a fantastic movie. The next movie I'm excited to see is May 6th, and it's the multitude of madness, Doctor Strange. And we have a tradition with our family. We always see Marvel movies on opening night. That's that's been our thing for the longest time. The reason is is because I don't like spoilers, and I like being able to listen to uh, podcasts that talk about the movies like that that come out that weekend. I like to be able to go on Twitter and see stuff. I hate being I hate being out of the loop on those sort of things. And so that's the next movie that I'm excited about seeing. But I also you know I'm also excited about different sort of TV shows and books and albums that are coming out. Uh, there's a brand new LA Lakers show that starts actually tonight, the night of recording, called Winning Time. Uh, there's an album by Pusha T that comes out on March 25th. There's so many other things that are happening in pop culture. What are you excited about that's happening in pop culture? What are some things that you're like, oh, I cannot wait to watch or listen to or read or whatever else? What are some things that you're pumped for? Me, I'm pumped for 
seeing the Batman again. I got to figure out a way. I got to figure out a day and, and time to go see that again. And you know what's the cool thing I like about Batman in general, the Batman? Most of the Batman, yeah, this, the Batman, is I like the fact, you know what? I'm not going to say it because that'd be a spoiler and I'm not going to do that. That'd be rude of me. So I'm not going to do that. So if you haven't seen the Batman, go see the Batman. It was fantastic. I really, really, really appreciated it. I really, really, really loved it. Robert Pattinson, I know you're not going to listen to this, but if you do, you are, you are, you are the Batman. You are the Batman. I'm telling you, I mean it. I'm Batman. So next week is going to be a little bit more of what we've been doing today. Just a bit more conversation, a little bit more story, a little bit more entry and introduction and thought process into who I am, how I do things. We might have a couple of guests. I don't know. I'm figuring this thing out as we go along, but I'm really happy that you want to be a part of the ride. Let's do this thing. This has been Talking to Yourself with Chris Chase. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Our show producer is Kenya Walters. Audio editing and producing Ian Walters. To learn more about Chris Chase, follow him on social media at that Chris Chase.